Welcome to Science This Week. This is the weekly podcast in which we speak about all the cool sciencey stuff which is going to give you a better understanding of the world. In today's episode, we are going to talk about carbon's interstellar journey to Earth. We are made of stardust, the saying goes, and a pair of studies including the University of Michigan research finds that may be more true than we may have previously thought. Carbon is a metallic element in group 14 of the periodic table. Although plentiful in nature, carbon makes up only 0.025% of Earth's crust, yet it forms more compounds than all the other elements in the world combined. Carbon has the atomic number 6 and it is a solid at room temperature. It has a hexagonal crystal structure. The first study finds that most of the carbon was likely delivered from an interstellar medium, the material that exists in space between the stars in a galaxy. This likely happened well after the protoplanetary disk, the cloud of dust and gas that circled our young sun which contained the building blocks of the planets formed and warmed up. Carbon was also likely sequestered into solids within 1 million years of the sun's birth, which means that carbon, the backbone of life on Earth, survived an interstellar journey to our planet. Previously, researchers thought that carbon on Earth came from molecules that were initially present in nebula gas, which then accreted to a rocky planet when the gases were cool enough for the molecules to precipitate. The condensation model has been widely used for decades. It assumes that during the formation of the Sun, all of the planet's elements got vaporized and as the disk cooled, some of these gases condensed and supplied chemical ingredients to solid bodies. But that doesn't work for carbon. Much of carbon was delivered to the planetary disk in the form of organic molecules. However, when carbon is vaporized, it produces much more volatile species that require very low temperatures to form solids. More importantly, carbon does not condense back again into an organic form. Because of this, the researchers inferred most of Earth's carbon was likely inherited directly from the interstellar medium, avoiding vaporization entirely. To better understand how Earth acquired its carbon, the researchers estimated the maximum amount of carbon that Earth could contain. To do this, they compared how quickly a seismic wave travels through the core to the known sound velocities of the core. This told the researchers that carbon likely makes up less than half a percent of Earth's mass. Understanding the upper bounds of how much carbon the Earth might contain tells the researchers information about when the carbon might have been delivered there. A planet's carbon must exist in the right proportions to support life as we know. Too much carbon and the Earth's atmosphere will be like Venus, trapping heat from the sun and maintaining a temperature of about 880 degrees Fahrenheit. Too little carbon and the Earth would resemble Mars, an inhospitable place unable to support water-based life with temperatures around minus 60 degrees Fahrenheit. In the second study, the researchers looked at how carbon is processed when the small precursors of planets, known as planetesimals, retained carbon during their early formation. By examining the metallic cores of these bodies, now preserved as iron meteorites, they found that during this key step of planetary origin, 
much of the carbon must be lost as the planetesimals melt, form cores, and lose gas. This upends the previous thinking. Most models have the carbon and other life-essential materials such as water and nitrogen going from the nebula into primitive rocky bodies and these are then delivered to growing planets such as Earth or Mars. But this skips a key step in which the planetesimals lose much of their carbon before they accrete into planets. The researchers say both studies describe different aspects of carbon loss and both suggest that carbon loss appears to have an important role in constructing the Earth as a habitable planet. Over the history of our galaxy alone, rocky planets like the Earth or a bit larger have been assembled hundreds of millions of times around stars like the Sun. Thank you for listening to Science This Week. Please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on so that you may know when we upload the next episode. And tune in next time for more science.